I'm Julie. Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. This is where we use self-awareness to create practical systems to be more intentional and productive with our time. And we stay humble by remembering God is in control. Today, you guys are in for a treat because I have a super special guest on Karen Stubbs, who is an author and speaker and just full of so much godly wisdom for us moms. And we are chatting today to help you reduce some of the overwhelm and stress that we have in motherhood. And we're doing that by reevaluating our expectations. The ones, whether you realize it or not, the ones we have on ourselves and for our kids and just kind of going through some practical insights here. And we wrap up the conversation with just a really important, like if we boil it all down, if we only do one thing right, it is to show the love of God to our kids. And we just talk about just something I hadn't really thought about before in who is the first example of God's love to your kids. Spoiler, it's you. (laughs) And it's just a really powerful thing to think about and just the impact that our expression of love to our kids has. And so definitely stay in through the end where we talk about that. This conversation is full of practical help. So let's go right into it. All right. Welcome, everyone. I have a super special guest today that I've been excited to have her on for a while now, and she has so much good wisdom to share that we're going to just take a piece of it today. So definitely, I'm just putting it out there in advance to check out the show notes for her podcast, Wire Talk, because there's so much value um, for us moms that love Jesus and love our kids. So today I'm going to have her just really talk to us about motherhood and you know we guys we talk about expectations here on the podcast and I feel like a lot really comes down to expectations and we're going to talk about that today expectations for ourselves and um just how to get through motherhood in a way that we enjoy it more and all the things. So before we dive into it, let me go ahead and have her introduce herself and tell us a little about you. Hey, well, thank first off, thank you so much for having me on the show. And um, I'm Karen Stubbs, and I'm the founder of Birds on a Wire Ministry, a ministry I started 12 years ago just to equip and encourage moms because I'm a mother of four myself. And now a grandmother of five. I can't even believe that, that I'm a grandmother. My goodness. But um, you say I have wisdom. I think it's just because I'm old and I've lived a lot of life. (laughs) I've got all my children are adults now. So um, I was working in a church, a very large church in the Atlanta area, and just really kept seeing this big need for moms. And so... um, After many years of having a small group in my basement with moms, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the Lord in 2011 just sort of called me out from working on staff at the church and to start a ministry. So I really wasn't all that up for it because I was like, I don't know how to do that. I'm I'm not good at that. But he was like, you're it. Tag. So um, and it's been such an amazing journey and ride and I can really see the wisdom in God because moms all over the world are really the same. 
we do have a lot of expectations. We put a lot of pressure and burdens on ourselves. And, um, you know, I just want to equip and encourage moms to enjoy the journey and to embrace the journey. And it's a messy journey. You know, it's not neat and clean like we all want it to be, but that doesn't mean we're doing anything wrong. So that's uh, what I, who I am and what I do. So thank Love you. It. Yes. Awesome. Well, let's, let's dive right into it. So okay. we went a little into this idea of expectations and so, and that pressure. And so I feel like that's one of the big things here is that it's so easy to focus on all the things we could be doing better as a mom, like where right. we're falling short and we get overwhelmed and it's hard to get out of that. That's just a cycle we constantly put ourselves through. Sure. So I just wanted to see, just kind of knowing that's where we're at, what are a couple like core principles that we can focus on just to like maybe key lessons to teach our kids or ways to enjoy motherhood more? Just what are some things where we could just have like some fundamental like, okay, take a breath. Right. <laughs> what are some key things to focus on without thinking of all the things? <laughs> yeah. Well, a few that, I, that came to my mind just right off the bat is number one, stay in the moment. So many times we bring in extra anxieties and worries and burdens because we're projecting into the future. What if, what if, what if, what if, yeah. you know, and if we will stay in the moment um, and Jesus teaches us this in the Bible, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about your future or what clothes you're going to wear or what you're going to eat. I'm going to provide for you. I provide for the birds of the air and how much more am I going to provide for you? And um, so, but that's hard for us moms because we're always thinking about the future with our children, with ourselves, with our families, all of it. So, but I just think that's a discipline we need to work into our lives to stay in the moment and stay in the present time. Another one is um, realize that no season lasts forever. Mm -hmm. you know, some seasons are harder than others. And um you know, and it's different for different moms. You know, some moms love that newborn stage. And I wasn't one of those moms. It was very hard for me. Uh, I just didn't really feel like there was a lot of purpose in my life. The baby just, you know, eat, sleep and poop and that's it. And I was just like, oh, this is sort of boring, you know. And I really enjoyed the toddler like 15 to 18 months, but other moms hate that stage. <laughs> or I enjoyed the teenage years, you know, and a lot of moms just, it just wreaks havoc on them. But just realize whatever season you're in, it doesn't last forever. And so you can just ask God every morning for extra strength and courage to get through those hard seasons of the days. And um, he will, he will carry you through it. And then another one is um, there's always new mercies in the morning. And I used to remind myself that, you know, whenever you'd had a hard day, when I'd had a hard day with my children and I just felt like all I did was fuss at them or get after them, or it was just one, you know, continual punishment after another, I'd get in bed just so defeated as a mom, you know, like I've just lost it so many times today. And I would always ask God, you know, to forgive me and to give me what I needed for the next day. And then the next morning would wake up and and even the children, it's just like 
good morning, mommy, you know, and they were so excited and happy to see me. And I was like, okay, they don't, I didn't scar them too bad. Right. <laughs> Yesterday, you know, they're excited. Yeah, exactly. Who is right. So um, just remember that, that there's always new mercies in the morning. And then the last thing is just to give thanks, whatever season you're in, you know, however hard it is, just give thanks that um, there's always something to be grateful for, always. And so just, um, I remember when my oldest was having a lot of health issues and we were at the children's hospital a lot and she was having to go through a lot of tests, ended up having surgery and just walking the halls of that hospital, you know, I just saw so many more stories that were a lot worse than mine. And I was just so thankful to God while I was praying for those other families, thankful that, you know, at least we weren't in that situation or whatever. But even if I were, I knew he would give me the strength that I needed and my child needed to get through it. And um, it's just, we always need to give thanks. Yeah, that's a a powerful tool really to kind of pull out at any time of just to shift our perspective, because that's usually, it just pulls us out of our head and just yes. sulking in what's going on and get that new perspective. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's so easy to give in to self-pity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but thank, being thankful and having a grateful heart is the antidote to self-pity. So yeah, a lot of times for me anyways, I just, I don't want to, you know, I just want to stay in the self-pity. Sure. Like, no, no, no. We need to get out of this pit. It's not good. Yeah. Cause you're just going to stay in those endless cycles. And, and I think too, that, Thanksgiving and kind of goes back to the his mercies are new every morning just that being thankful for that as a gift of and that the kids are so they're so forgiving we just think we really harp on ourselves too of like man I really screwed up today and that tomorrow like they already that's an illustration of kind of God's gift of a new day that they they go to sleep wake up and it's good it's all good (laughs) and isn't that wonderful children are so resilient like that and Golly, we need to do the same for ourselves for sure. Yeah. And yeah, it's a great um, reminder. So I would, yeah, I would just say like when your kids wake up and it's a good new day that you receive that gift and exactly hold yes. on to it. Yeah. Receive it. That's a good word for sure. Okay. So these are some things for us as moms just to kind of adjust our expectations, give ourselves more grace. And then, the flip side would be expectations for our kids. And I feel like this is something like side note. I'm, I'm very intrigued by understanding like brain development. I want to look into knowing because I feel like some of our expectations for our kids aren't even accurate to what they're like physically able to do. Like we're like, why are you doing this? Right. You physically can't do that. And I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. Yes. So this is a side note I want to get into uh, on my own of like, researching but um I would love to hear to the flip side of like just adjusting our expectations like based on our kids ages and any thoughts you have on yeah how we adjust <laughs> oh absolutely um well I know for me I always put a lot of expectations on my oldest you know because I just felt like she should know better you know or she she had been around the whole seven years. So of course she should know she shouldn't do that, you know. And my husband was always really good to remind me and say, Yeah, it sounds like she's acting like a seven year old. <laughs> and I just look at him like, Oh, you're right, you're right. Why do I expect her to even be a ten year old? You know, she's seven. Yeah. 
So it's just a good habit to get into, to remind yourself every day of your children's ages. You know, they're seven, they're five, they're three, whatever. And, or they're 16 and a 16 year old may think they're an adult, may want to act like an adult, but their brain is not fully developed. It's just not, it's not fully developed till they're 25. So whenever, because we used to ask our teenagers, what in the world were you thinking? And they would just look at us like, I don't know, you know, and Greg and I would have to remind ourselves they don't know because they're not fully thinking through like we do as an adult, even though bodies are big and all of that, you know, and then so that's that category, just the the way they act and behave and all that remind yourself of their ages and. And I think if you did do the research on the development and all that, that would really be helpful. Share that with your your listeners for sure. Yeah, I know the one of just like abstract reasoning, just more of that like understanding, like doesn't even start till like 11 or 12 or something. And I'm like, oh, makes sense, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is the expectations with grades, with performing in whatever sport they're in and all that. And just try to be on the lookout of are these my goals and my desires or is this am I putting what I want onto my child so for instance I want all my children to make all A's of course you do you know you want them to be the best and you want them to excel in whatever it is they're doing especially in school because you're thinking that's going to really help them for their future once again we've got that futuristic mindset you know the Mm -hmm. what if and all that and but no matter how much we want that for our child, it doesn't always line up that way. You know, I had children that were very good in math and science and others that were very good in history and reading and writing. And usually the two didn't connect, you know, like my ones that could write a beautiful essay, term paper, whatever, they were terrible in math and they were always terrible in math. And so it didn't mean they failed. It just didn't mean they made A's kind of thing. So with them, I was just happy whenever I knew they were doing their best. And um, if, even if they got a B, I was like, okay, that's good. That's your best. So, mm-hmm. and I used to always ask my kids whenever they bring home the, their grades, you know, did you do your best? And a lot of times they will fess up and be like, nah, not really. I sort of goofed off this quarter or whatever. And I'd be like, okay, well, let's, your grades are reflecting that. So why don't you just make sure you're always doing your best? You don't have to make all A's, but you always need to be doing your best. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong in setting a guideline. Like we, we had a, a rule in our house where it wasn't really a rule, but it was just sort of a thought. You need to maintain a B average to stay in sports or to stay in acting or cheerleading or whatever it was at the time. Mm -hmm. And because if you're going to add in all these extracurricular activities, the school is number one. So and they would all, you know, they maintained that Um, and some made all A's and some made, you know, A's and B's. But they all would maintain that B average because they wanted to do their extracurricular activities. So that sort of gives them some responsibility, even as they get older, to if I want to do this sport, then I need to do my part in this as well. So Yeah. And learning it's not all or nothing, that how to that we're always seeking balance and that's teaching them how to balance. 
Yeah, because it's not just all, life isn't just all about books and it's just not all about sports. It's the Mm -hmm. balance of both and you need to teach them how to do that. And if we aren't going to teach them, nobody else is. So, Right. Yeah, Yeah. love that. And I want to have you bring up too, I know I've heard on your podcast about um, kind of in, in this expectation of just working with our kids and everything that, and in their timing and their ages that we have to adjust our pace, like our timing and our schedule, especially when there's all these other activities going on. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just kind of speak to that a little bit too, of just making sure we're adjusting our pace to match kind of the season? Absolutely. Well, and you know, it's such a balance. It's such a balance and sort of a tightrope to, to walk. But um, I always use the example of trying to rush a toddler out the door it's almost impossible. And the more you're like, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's just the slower and slower and slower they get. So we need to slow our pace down. Now we can't just stop and stay at the house all the time and not get anything done, but we need to not put a child into an adult's world, but you know, the adult needs to adjust their time frame and get into the child's world. Meaning sometimes we as adults, need to get our ducks in a row before we're expecting to get our child's ducks in a row. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. So like if you're a working mom and you're trying to get out the door and you got to get this child to childcare, you know, daycare, whatever, um, you need to be prepared. You need to have your computer and all your work stuff ready in the car. You need to have the diaper bag, the toddler backpack, whatever it is, the lunch made, all that the night before to accommodate their slowness in the morning. You as a mom need to get up earlier than them. You need to be ready so that whenever they're up, you're not trying to put on your makeup and get them dressed. And because all that does is lead to frustration. And same thing with the teenagers, you know, like we can't expect um, for them to go at our fast paced rate and all and keep up because they just they can't. So they may think they can, but they're going to crash and burn. So we just need to always build in some downtime for them. My daughter loved theater and, you know, when plays would run, she would just burn the candle at both ends. So I would just tell her, okay, you know, your your play is getting ready to start. We're not going to do any spend the nights or anything like that during the play. And she'd be like, mom, we're doing a cast party in the middle of the show. And I said, well, you can go to the cast party at the end of the show, but in the middle, you've got to slow down a little bit. And I just, I just said, listen, this is part of life and you need to learn when you need to rest and when you need to push forward and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's a great um, example. We're teaching them because that idea of we're always teaching our kids. And so what we're doing, and then I feel like the, a big takeaway there from that was just not, I feel like we always try and make our kids match our schedule. Yes. And it's just not realistic to have a little tiny human match (laughs) our adult level. And so just shifting, having a moment to step back and be like, no, of course, of course you can't make this work like on your timing and to figure out if whatever you're doing right now isn't working, this is a great time to stop and reset and be like, okay, what can I do on my part to adjust my expectations of our timing? How do yeah. I get things done in advance so we're not rushing? Because that's the other mom life motto I feel like is just rush. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes we need to make some hard choices, you know, like there was a season in my life. Um, and I talk about it in my new book, the survival guide of motherhood that I had so much on my calendar, you know, good things, all good things, Mm -hmm. church, Bible studies, preschool for the kids. I mean, all good things, but it was too much. And my husband was out of town all the time. And I had to just take everything off my plate other than church on Sunday and taking my oldest to preschool. Everything else I completely walked away from. And it was really hard. But what I found in the process of it all is I gained peace in my own self, which that transferred back into my family. Instead of me rushing everybody out the door, hurry, 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 screaming them into the car, you know. Uh, it, we were calm and all the kids that reflected in them, everybody settled down. It was really nice. It was a very slow pace, but with my husband being out of town with, you know, having a newborn in the house and that's the time that my daughter got really sick, we needed that slower pace. We just couldn't keep up with all the things. So, yeah. And that's an adjustment you needed to make. And I actually just listened to this story on your podcast, so it's very fresh in my mind. Oh, yeah. And I just want to point out for you guys, I would practice saying out loud to other people everything you're doing because listening to Karen say all the things she was doing, right. I was like, oh, my gosh. This I know. Is it sort of gave you anxiety. I know. Yes. And I didn't even think anything about it because right. it just sort of naturally built on each other. But then whenever... I was praying. I was just so broken. And I was just praying like, Lord, help me. He was like, stop, slow down. And I was just like, what do I give up? I can't give up ballet. I can't give up, you know, mops. I can't give up. And he's like, yes, you can. It's okay, Karen. You know, your your mental state is something too. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But it was just that idea. Like, we feel like it, it can be all great things, serving in church and all, all good things, but yet it's still too much, but we feel like we're failing because we can't figure out how to do it all. Yep. And that's where I think it's a great exercise for you guys to just share everything you're doing and see the response or even just like to write it out and see, like out. get some fresh perspective of like, wow, yes. this is a lot. <laughs> yes, it's a lot. Yeah. So. I don't need to do all that. It's okay. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to win any mother of the year award doing it all. Trust me. Right. <laughs> You're going to lose it. I right. have one one more important thing I want to talk with you um, about, but real quick, just for everyone listening, there's there's been a lot of really good takeaways here. So I just want to give you a quick recap of a few things here. Just reminders of staying in the moment. And that no season lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And there's new mercies every morning. And that we give thanks. These are the first kind of points that Karen shared with us. And then in terms of our kids, the idea that they should know better. I feel like we yeah. do a lot. And really, that's the wrong expectation. So when you catch yourself thinking or saying, like, they should know better. Well, really, they might not. Mm-hmm. And then an overall theme here was just that we do have such a futuristic mindset, as you mentioned, they were always thinking of the implications and there, there's a time and a place for that, but they were always so consumed by that. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was neat how that really circled back to your first point of stay in the moment. So right. I just wanted to give you guys just a quick recap reminder of what we've talked about and just that importance of staying in the moment 
and it is just a moment and things change and it will be okay and you'll be okay. <laughs> Take a breath, right? Yes. So, okay. So with all of all of that that we take on, hopefully you guys can take a breath and feel permission to let go of some things and just be able to enjoy more. And that really leads into, so like, what is our, what is one thing? Like what's one of our most important jobs? And I had heard you say something that really stuck out with me. And it was that the first example of God's love to our kids is us. Like the first example of God's love is you, mom. And I was like, oh, wow, that is so true. And what that picture is. So I just wanted to finish up today with thinking about like, okay, if there's one thing we really want to focus on and be reminded of, that would be it. So do you want to just like, you're, I love that you're also a queen of practical tips. I love that you always give that. I'm like, yes. (laughs) So would you just give us a little bit of um, practical tips and insight into that idea? Well, that idea came to me back whenever I was working at the church and we were doing teaching a curriculum that we called Renew. And just we were teaching lay people how to counsel people in need. And it was like this program that we did. And so one of the first things whenever you're walking somebody in counseling, Christian counseling, is you want to see where they line up with the Lord. Like, how do they see his love for them. And some people have a hard time understanding God's unconditional love because of their parents, you know, because their parents didn't love them well, because they did, they were not a godly example. Maybe they didn't walk with the Lord, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of situations, but the parents can hurt that relationship on how you line up with the Lord. And I had never thought about that because I had great parents and especially my father was very loving towards me, always demonstrative towards me on that, always believing in me and just unconditional love. And he had a great love for the Lord. And so I just, of course, it made sense to me that God left me because I felt so loved by my earthly father. And um, dad used to always tell me, you know, um, if I love you this much, God loves you a hundred times more. And so from a very young age, I just believed that with all my heart. And then as I got grew to be an adult and I looked around at other people around me that did not believe that, that, that really had a hard time believing that God would ever love them. You know, I just realized what a blessing that was. So then I sort of interpreted that into my parenting in that, you know, Jesus tells us to feed his sheep and our children are his sheep, you know. And so when we're making their meals, when we're putting them to bed, when we're wiping off their boo-boos, when they're coming home crying because somebody hurt them at the on the playground or whatever, our response and our love to them will help them see, in my opinion, God's love for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And meeting them with compassion and love and all that. Not to say that we don't discipline and we don't um, teach them right and wrong, because that's also part of God's story, too. You know, he definitely disciplines those that he loves. So but we always do it in a manner of love, if that makes any sense. Like whenever I would discipline my children, I would always tell them, "Okay, you're going to get punished. And this is the reason and blah, blah, blah. And then I would do it. And then I would say I would I would hug them and I would say, hey, I'm doing this because I love you. 
And I don't want you to behave that way. I don't want you to hit your brother or sister because that's not nice, you know. And so I can't let that behavior go. I have to teach you. Like you said, we're teachers. And um, I mean, they didn't love it. But then I would hug them and I would be like, I love you. And they would always look back and say, I love you too, kind of thing. So um, I always tried to let them know, like, even though this is hard, I'm doing it out of love, if that makes any sense. But I just think it's an easier jump for a child to realize and understand that God loves them if they have experienced that love with their earthly mother and earthly father. Mm, yeah, that's so powerful and and such a great reminder. It, it is like on one side, it's like, oh, that's a lot of pressure. But at the same time, it's it's not. It's like, okay. Yeah. When, at the end of the day, like all you need to do is just show love and ask God to help you pour his love out on them and that no matter what happens and yes, the, the discipline and the hard times and all of that's going to be mixed in and we're not perfect and we're going to have those off days, but that that common thread and theme, the overall vibe that they're going to pull is God's love, that they're going to remember that you love them and that God loves them. And yeah. Exactly. And don't look at discipline in a negative way, because Hebrews tells us that no discipline is pleasant at the time, but it produces, you know, mm-hmm. a life of excellence and um, righteousness. So that's what we want for our ch- children. And so we discipline out of love. Listen, it's a lot easier to let it go. You know what I mean? Then we're not doing yeah. our children any favors in the mm-hmm. long run. So yeah, yeah, it's just the other, the other side of the love coin. It's yeah, it's all. Exactly. It's all part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, we do our best, but like you said, that's where we lean into the Lord and just say, Hey, I'm really having a hard time with this child. Give me your love. You love this child way more than I do. And I love him amount, a tremendous amount, but I'm having a hard time. So I need you to love this child through me right now. And he will do that a hundred percent. Yes, for sure. What a beautiful picture and that he loves you the same. So for you moms listening, just to be reminded, maybe you need to hear this today, that that you are loved abundantly and that that overflows to your kids. So may you feel loved and encouraged today by this and take that breath. <laughs> it's okay. Adjust your expectations and just soak up some love today from Jesus. There you go. All right. Well, Karen, thank you so much for all of this great insight. I would love for you to share You have an amazing book. I've got mine ordered and Uh can't wait to read it. And I will link that in, but I would love for you to share a little bit about that and how people can find you and your podcast and all that. Well, thank you. So our, let's see, the website is birdsonawiremoms.com. And once you go there, you can find everything. Like the podcast is Wire Talk. You can click on that. You can type in whatever category you want, like sibling rivalry or you know, newborn stage, teenage stage, empty nester, aging parents, whatever it is. Moms write in their questions and that just sort of, that's the, that's the Mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. Then we have all kinds of small group curriculums you can choose from. I've written a devotional just for moms, a 365 day devotional. We've got a prayer journal. Just, I try to think of things that will help mothers in their journey and that will make it easy for them to connect with the Lord. um, Because That's my whole goal is to invite him into this mothering journey because Mm -hmm. we need him, whether we realize it or not. And then the the book that I just wrote that you ordered, thank you for that. 
is the survival guide of motherhood. And that's just a lot of really, really practical teaching of it's just like you and I are sitting down having a cup of coffee and I'm this old grandmother and I'm talking to this sweet young mom and I'm just like, hey, girl, you got this. You can do this. Here's a few tricks of the trade. Put it into action that day and you'll start seeing some results. It's not a, you know, do it better, do it this way or, you know, you're doing it wrong. It's not that at all. It's a lot of encouragement. It's a lot of just wisdom over the years of just parenting and talking to a lot of moms, thousands and thousands of moms and just putting it all together and say, okay, here, this is hopefully a little helpful for you and your journey. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your hard-earned wisdom with us. And you're definitely a gift and a blessing. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me on. I've truly enjoyed it. And All right. Isn't Karen amazing? She's full of so much practical wisdom and just godly insight. And so I'm really grateful for her here. And I hope you guys got a lot out of that and definitely head over to her podcast, Wire Talk. Check out our book for more inspiration from her. And if you are looking for extra boost for yourself and just more encouragement, don't forget about the I Am Mom conference. If you're listening to this in real time, that's happening this Monday and Tuesday, May 15th and 16th. So get registered and sign up for this free event. I am talking on Tuesday and I would love to have some of you guys there live with us listening if you can. So that will also be in the show notes to get signed up so you don't miss being able to participate in that and have more of this type of inspiration and encouragement and help for your motherhood. So hope to see you guys there.